Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chaz Evans, and you are listening to The Freak Out! Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chaz Evans, and you are listening to another edition of The Three Count. And let's go down the roster list, introducing first my partner in crime, the second in command. He is the big dog, but not the big dog Roman Reigns, because he's a big red dog. And that's Cliff Red Dog Miller. And now my catchphrase. Yeah, that's it. That's that's my catchphrase. And introducing second, he is a 13-time Intercontinental Fry Cook Champion of the United States of America. His name is Chris Idol. Wait, is he not here? No, no, I, I don't think he's here. Did he die? Rona got him. He crowed. Oh, no. He cro- oh, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we are here to announce that Chris Idol has just kicked the bucket. Let's, uh, have, I think I'm going to put a 10 bell salute in after this. Uh, 10 bell salute for Chris Idol. Can we do one for Howard Finkel, too? Yes, we can. Actually, you know what? We will do one for Howard Frankel. We will do one. All right, so at, right now, we're gonna, I'll put it in post. So uh, now we'll have a 10-bell salute for Howard Frankel and Chris Idle. Introducing my little brother, and that is the only reason he's on this podcast, because he only listens to YouTube videos to catch up on wrestling. His name is JJ. I would like to thank the sidewalks, keeping me off the street. Terrible time, so make sure y'all wash our hands. Please wash your hands. Stay at home, please. Alrighty. Um, so let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, this is the three count new edition. Um, want to let you know, let's get to our announcement. So if you have not already done this, then you need to go listen to our greatest of all time super pod tournament. There's two parts, part one and part two, 64 wrestlers, 
It was about six of us, I think. One, two, three, four, five. No, I'm sorry. Seven. Seven, seven of us. We voted on who was the greatest wrestler of all time. It's, uh, it's a good listen to. You have, you don't have anything to do at home. So you might as well go listen to, you know, seven guys talk about wrestling. So go ahead, pause this uh, episode, go back, listen to it. Um, I promise you, you'll be surprised on who ends up being our greatest wrestler of all time. Also, coming this Wednesday, we have Big Trouble Ben Bishop in the hot seat. Big Trouble Ben Ben Bishop is going to be on the three count with us. Um, That will be dropping this Wednesday. And also, ladies and gentlemen, in two weeks, Nick Sicken will be on the three count as well. Three count making big waves in the wrestling podcast universe. And that is our announcements. So, we're going to move on to our first debate topic. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been an interesting week um, to say in, in the wrestling world. Um, Vince McMahon filed for bankruptcy with the XFL. And we found out that he lied to his investors saying that WWE money was not involved. <gasps> and that 23% of the profit was involved. <gasps> uh. Not only that, we were heard that there were reports that down in Florida that the police tried to shut down Monday Night Raw tapings. But guess what? Vince McMahon strikes again. <gasps> and by order of the governor of Florida and the Orange County mayor, WWE is now considered an essential business. Yes, you heard that correctly. World Wrestling Entertainment, that play wrestle, that fake fighting, is an essential business. So, starting off today's show, our first debate question is, is WWE an essential business? Cliff, you start us off. Josh will follow. You know, I found it interesting what $18 million can do for a state to convince them that a company is essential business. Uh, my biggest problem with this is that I don't think WWE is an essential business, which they're already doing block like recordings, which, I mean, that works, sure. But, um, you know, I think it was something that's funny, like the governor had said that content needs to be created and so for WWE to be the forefront of that content creation was um essential to people which uh no it's it's not essential and we saw it with other wrestling companies where they just filmed block tapings and then were able to kind of exist and keep pushing like AEW does um it's it's wild man i i never saw that coming and i think Vince freaked out and so now to see that WWE is considered essential, um, I know it's kind of a joke in the face of other companies like, you know, like hospitals and like, um, grocery stores, but you, people where people go buy stuff and people get taken care of is now, WWE is now considered that important to the com- to the country that they have to create content for people when they have a whole library in the wrestle in at, at Titan Tower that is just they could use top tens for whatever, but whatever, man. I mean, I guess they're considered. I don't think they're considered it, so that's I guess my opinion on it. All right, so I'm gonna say why the fuck not, and 
here's why I'm going to say why the fuck not. We have GameStop considered as an essential business. Sink that in. GameStop is considered an essential business. GameStop is forcing their employees to go in to work. So, why the fuck not? I mean, this, it's been, it's been kind of, it's kind of, it is, it is a joke in a way, but like, you know what I'm saying? Why the fuck not? Plus, you already know Vince McMahon and Trump are like best buddies, so I mean, yeah, so that that's the case, and if WWE is essential, then every single wrestling promotion should be essential then. But not everyone are our best friends with Trump. So I'm going to keep it like that. Keep it a buck fifty. Oh yeah, also, GameStop is essential, and wrestling is essential, because wrestling keeps this podcast going, even though we could keep going without new content, because you know, it's wrestling, but yeah. Fuck. Um, I will agree to that. You know, wrestling does keep this uh, podcast going. Um, if there's no wrestling, um, you know, honestly, you know, I think we honestly on us, we would still find topics and stuff to shit on. So, um, Tamina, yes, Tamina. <laughs> um, so is WWE an essential business? I'm gonna put it flat out. No, no, it's not. Um, like you said, Cliff, it's 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 real funny how a certain dollar amount can make you an essential business. And it's crazy on the fact that, you know, with the world that we're living in right now and how, you know, it's important for people to honestly stay home and limit their interactions with people from from outside and all that, that Vince would take it to this level to make sure his his show goes on. And we know Vince McMahon is, you know, the show must go on. But we got to remember, and I think the way, the way WWE's stance has been going is that we're doing you guys a favor mm-hmm. and us as the audience. Because if we want to go back to WrestleMania, uh, Stephanie McMahon's uh, opening if you take it for face value, it definitely sounds like she's telling y'all, enjoy the fuck what we're doing because we're doing you all a favor while the world is, you know, practically going to shreds. And I feel like that's the mindset that Vince has right now. And so I don't find, honestly, it doesn't shock me that it's gotten to this point because if there were reports saying that even before they were deemed essential business vince had their wrestlers with letters saying they're essential media which is the same thing that newscasters and the news station do so that when cops stop them you know they can let them go so it honestly doesn't shock me i mean we all know how vince mcmahon is i mean this man went toe-to-toe with ted turner and ended up on top the man can fight dirty and we've seen that before and this just shows another way that vince mcmahon you know will always fight and we'll always end up on top. But to answer the question, is WWE essential business? Hell no. There's already one case of coronavirus um, in the company, and that was a broadcasting person. What's next? What is it going to take at this point to get Vince to understand that this is a serious thing? I'm getting it. And, and I hope that isn't the case, because then at that point, we're looking at, you know, the, the health and wellness of, you know, Vince. 
We, you know, a lot of people make the jokes about, oh, when Vince dies and all this, WWE be a better company. No. Maybe that's the case, but we don't want that to happen. So, is WWE essential? Fuck no. They're not. They're, not. They're, they're taking hits, and as we'll talk about you know, later in the show, they're taking hits like every other company in the world right now. So is are they essential business? No, they're absolutely not, and it should be a, it's a it should be a, it's a fucking damn shame that it had to take it had to take bribery, you know, to get that status. Well, here's what was crazy about this whole thing too, right? Is it's funny because JJ said that GameStop is considered essential. The funny thing is, that at least GameStop sells a product, right? Like they sell video games, right? They Whatever, people want to buy 360s, Xbox Ones, PS3s, PS4s, Switches, 3DSs, whatever. They they sell it, right? And they sell video games. The crazy part is that WWE doesn't even sell you the content. Like, we don't buy it. It's already paid for. It's just on air. Like, so what are we really doing? Like, what are you really doing with everything? Like, that's what's insane to me, and it's like... I get that you got to turn on revenue, and I get that people will probably turn off the program if you keep playing shows that are like, you know, are reruns or like best ofs, top tens, whatever. People will stop watching. But you literally, all of WrestleMania week, all you, well, the weeks leading up, you, we played the Royal Rumble, you did the Becky match, you kept putting uh, the two, was it the Bray Wyatt, John Cena match up. Like, you were promoting these things, and you were just showing us old content, and people were still watching. So, there is a core audience of people that are going to watch, and they're going to follow it, follow WWE through and through. It's just funny how WWE, like like we've been saying, right, $18 million gets you right in that door. And I just, I think it's very shitty of the state of Florida to take that money and just say, well, yeah, they're essential now, so let's uh, let's let them do what they got to do. Gotta realize this is Florida we're talking about. Florida. The same ones that are now opening up beaches and deeming them as as essential. And saying up to fifty people can walk the beach because they're trying to make life quote unquote normal during a pandemic. Life isn't normal during a pandemic. That's why the fuck it's called a pandemic. Exactly. But this is Florida. This is why it's, Florida and California need to be their own little mini countries. It's weird, though, man, because I've been seeing a lot of people with that stupid hashtag, like, open, insert state here, right? So, like, open Maryland or open Florida or open Texas. Oh. Like, it's and then when so, this, so weird. Man, and, yo, like, and then when this it. shit happens and goes until September, Rona's still going on in September. Everybody's like, oh, my God. Well, just saying. Well, you know. All in all, it's, um, you know, I think we all mutually agree that, you know, W is an essential business. Um, it's kind of shitty the way they went about it. But uh, if you look at it from a business standpoint, you got to do what you got to do. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll chuck that one off. Um, let's move on. Uh, all righty. So um, somebody that's in the past couple weeks that's been making uh, some news in the wrestling world my uh my lover my 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 favorite and you know uh, the best of the best Rhonda frickin Rousey has been making uh making some news and recently she made some uh some comments on uh an interview a couple weeks ago um that 
couple people didn't take too kindly. Um, she used the F word, um, which I used the F word earlier, but which was, you know, calling it fake and pretty much exposing the business in a sense. So, you know, of course, she got a couple of wrestlers fired up and, you know, firing back, saying that, oh, if Ronda does come back, they're going to beat her and all this and everything. Um, my question is, is WWE setting up a Ronda Rousey return? I'll start off on this one, and I mm-hmm. say absolutely. And the reason why is this. Shayna Baszler. Actually, we're not even going to talk about Mojo. Shut up. So, during the whole Becky and Shayna feud, Becky always mentioned that the fact that she beat her pal, Ronda. Ronda was probably the third member in this story because of the simple fact is of, you know, that Becky the year before the year prior at WrestleMania beat her for the Raw Women's Championship and that she's gonna do it to Shayna again. Okay, fast forward to WrestleMania. What happens? Becky beats Shayna in a roll up similar type of way that she beat Rhonda. Okay. Now Rhonda makes these comments in an interview because everyone's talking about if she'll return or not. What happens on Raw? They ask Shayna about Rousey's comments, specifically about the comments that she made saying that it was fake and blah, blah, blah. Now, of course, Shayna doesn't respond and she proceeds to bury Sarah Logan in the process. Exactly my point. Um... I don't think this is accidental or a coincidence. Um, I think WWE is setting up for a Ronda Rousey return. Maybe not Money in the Bank, but possibly SummerSlam. Or even the latest Survivor Series. Because I do believe we're sooner or later, we're going to get the Four Horsemen versus the other Four Horsemen being Ronda, Shayna, and her Goonies. Versus uh, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, and Becky. I honestly think that may happen at Survivor Series, but I do think they're set up for a Ronda Rousey return. Ronda has stated that she would want to come back, but she wouldn't want to do a full-time schedule again. And with this, she doesn't need a full-time schedule. Ronda's did the full-time schedule already, so she doesn't need to again. And she wouldn't need to be on a full-time schedule to play out this story so do i i do believe ronda is coming back um it's just a matter of when um what about you josh um i think they are setting up a ronda return i don't know when and you i just you, told you when shut up <laughs> <laughs> i just told you when I, i'm having my take on you're it. right but i'm telling you i'm telling you it's gonna happen and then watch it doesn't because WWE just, you know... Listen, I, listen, they listen to my phone calls. I know they do. So they don't listen According to you, she's supposed to return at WrestleMania. Actually, according to me, she was supposed to end up at Royal Rumble. But hey. That's <laughs> yeah, true. You did say that. <laughs> but If it's a big four pay-per-view, Ronda's coming back in my book. <laughs> and I'm going to keep pushing it till it happens. And like you said, the the uh, horsewoman angle that they that they might do... I think that's a WrestleMania-worthy match, in my opinion. 
but I feel like right now, I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna get uh, Becky, Charlotte, Sasha, and Bailey on the same side because we kind of figure that Bailey and Sasha are gonna be feuding soon. So I don't know how that's gonna work. Uh, it's, I I bring it to Brian supremacy. Listen, WWE wrestlers always can get their differences in check when it comes to brand supremacy. But one's on NXT now. Yeah, one's on NXT, but now you're talking about who's the real four horsewoman. And you already know Charlotte. Charlotte, you know, is the daughter of you know f- fucking Flair. They had that name first before they did, and it's the angle set itself up way before even what you call it. Ronda was even in the WWE. During the uh, May Young Classic, when they were all like, "Come on, it's they set that up for a reason," and now is the time to pull the trigger on it. Shayna's on Raw. Like she's already feuding with Becky. Ronda's gonna go to Raw. Well, duh, they're not gonna put on fucking SmackDown. Are you ready? Anyway, uh, I think Ronda. Anyway, back to my point because you just like I'm sorry. You totally stole my thunder, know, my I'm lightning. Yeah, I, I love Ronda. Ronda's okay. But unless she goes against Amanda Nunes. This is a WWE. This is a wrestling podcast. I'm not talking about her UFC career. So All right, what about Amanda Holly Holmes? All right, now. All right, now. This is a, this Amanda is a, Nunes, she knocks, she knocks bitches out so bad, they go, to, they go to what you call fake wrestling, play fighting. She beat up Shayna so bad, she went to... Uh, WWE, she beat up, Ron- no, she beat Ronda in like a minute. Remember we watched that? Oh my god, that was brutal. But anyway, uh, yeah, we went off track very much, so, um, do I think they're setting up a return for Ronda? Yes. Do I think that they're gonna pull a, a four horsewomen battle soon? Yes, I think it's gonna happen at WrestleMania next year. I don't know what the theme's gonna be, but whatever. Um, yeah, that's what I think is gonna happen, uh. Let's see if we have WrestleMania next year. <laughs> yeah, cause, you know, Rona. But yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. You stole my thunder, Chaz. Fuck you. All right, Cliff? Yeah. <laughs> so, as far as uh, teasing a, a return for for her, uh, I mean, she has said that she wants to come back and do, like, part-time stuff. So, I mean, you figure probably, like, one of the big fours is what it's going to be. So, if I would agree with you. SummerSlam would probably be the next one. Then you tease, like, um, you would tease at... Uh, I don't know, something like, yeah, like maybe Survivor Series, and you would do, like, the the four horsewomen matchup, you know. I know um, Vince was very high on it and was talking about how he wants to put it up on, like, a bigger card where it would be, like, on WrestleMania, but I don't I don't see that one happening, unfortunately, because, you know, it's, it's I don't know, I just, I don't think Ronda wants to hang around that long to be on the card. As far as how you would set it up, though, I mean, you could have, because you still have Duke and Shafir on NXT. They could totally jump Charlotte as for being a champ. You could definitely have, uh, you know, Ronda come in on, and actually it's funny you said you wouldn't have her come on SmackDown, because I would. And I would have her come down and beat the shit out of uh, Sasha and Bayley. And then you'd have Becky, and uh, you'd have Becky on the other side with uh, Shayna Baszler. And you'd have that mat. You'd have all four of those girls. Like all of a sudden, bam! You could unite them all together because you already know the connections. If you follow from NXT, you already know all the connections. So I think that's just how it would. I think that would be a great way to set it up. Um, unfortunately, 
it's WWE and they just rush everything, so they're gonna fuck this all up in about three weeks, so it's not really gonna matter. Um, I don't know, man. I, if you think about it, like, that's it's exactly what they do. They'd be like, alright, we just throw them all in the brand together, put them on Raw, we'll just, fuck it, we'll just let it go live. Superstar Shake-Up. Superstar Shake-Up. And it, it happens all the time. It's funny, though, shake that things up a bit. It's funny because you're, you're kind of, um, you kind of got a little upset about Ronda's career with Amanda Nunes. Actually, I would bring in Amanda Nunes in the WWE because she has beaten Ronda, she has beaten Shayna, and she has actually beaten Jessamine Duke as well. Okay. So <laughs> she's, she's beaten three to four already. Amanda like, Nunes is a G. She's a bona fide stud. I mean, yeah. Um, she's like, isn't she a double champion right now? She is a double champion right yep. now. Yeah, that's a bad mother sucker. <laughs> nah, how you guys say, she's a bad woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, but aside from that, man, I think I think this is how you introduce Ronda Rousey is that you just let her come in and just like have her destroy. Um, you have her destroy um, Sasha and Bailey, and then that next night on Raw, as Becky goes there talking, Shayna Baszler goes out there and beats the shit out of. Becky, and then that following when that following Wednesday on NXT, as Charlie goes out there and cuts a promo, I don't care on who. It could be EO, it could be Candice, it could be fucking it, it, shit. It could be Robbie E. I don't give a fuck. Robert Stone, Chelsea Green. Then all of a sudden, Shafir and Duke come out and just beat the shit out of Sir Charlotte. And you, there you go. And then you set up the whole angle. And on SmackDown that next following Friday, all the girls are together, and then just. They just get into, they start talking about the war and just how the, the brand supremacy is going to happen and you know, who's going to show for who. But more importantly, they want to know who's the best four horsewomen. And of course, us, Noah, and Vince, Charlotte and the girls are going to win because one is Charlotte and this is how he does. Yeah. Charlotte. Yeah, see all that, you know, that's, 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 that's Survivor Series. Yeah. I get, I, I, and I get, you know, putting on the bigger stage of WrestleMania, but. That's Survivor Series. That's a Survivor Series match. That's a that's a what eight woman tag, right there, and you can do elimination. That's Survivor Series because look if you because let's think about it like this WrestleMania. If you put it at WrestleMania, you have Charlotte out of a championship match. You have Becky out of a championship match. Sasha Bailey out of championship matches. Your main four. I give somebody else a chance, WWE. Well, yes, and then now, don't get me wrong about that. Like, yes, give each other a chance, but who are you going to put in that predicament? Ember Moon. If she's not injured again. Ember has been... And, and now she's not cut by the end of next week. Oh, hey, that's another thing. <laughs> Oscar. If she's not cut by next week. <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave you on Oscar, though. I'm going to leave you on Oscar. All right, Oscar. Who's yeah. she going against? Credible. Naomi. Yeah. Okay. That's what was that? SmackDown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Alright. Right. not switch. Or does she no, but actually she stays on, but she's a raw person, right? She's a raw she's person. Oh, no, you can't use Naomi. Give me somebody else from Raw then. Raw. You need to face Oscar if that's the case. If we're going if, if, if we're if we're if we're if we're booking WrestleMania right now and we have the four horsewoman match and you have Oscar as your raw champion. Bianca hmm. Belair. Yes. Okay, that's fine. I, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Now, okay, what about SmackDown then? Well, Naomi. Naomi, and then you have to. And who? 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 Sonya who? Deville. Exactly. Natty. Sonya. No. Oh, Natty. Oh, no. Sonya Deville. Bruh. 
Yo, Sonya's promo was actually really good. Yeah, her promo on SmackDown, yes, it was good. But is that going to, but if you're looking at WrestleMania, WrestleMania, you want to see Naomi versus Sonya Deville for the SmackDown Championship at WrestleMania? I mean, they have months to build up her character. So there's still chance. There's still time. There's still time. like this, man. She, so her promo that she started, right? We've known, like, the little bits were starting to come. Like, her character-wise was starting to show up in little bits, right? I felt like this Friday, this last Friday, right, her character really came out. And, like, her, the evolution of Sonya is starting to show. I think, man, you capitalize on this and you let her just go out and just be the fucking meanest heel that she can be, right? Because now you're talking about, right now, the two top star. well, I don't want to say potentially two top stars are going to be former MMA women, right? Because fucking we know Sonya used to fight, you know, and now she's, like, got this great character. She's now got this great motivation to beat the shit out of Mandy to show that she's nothing. But she didn't have to just stop there. Every fucking woman who's blonde, she just go through, right? So she goes through Mandy. She goes through Dana. She goes through Carmella. She goes – and then you just let her go off on anybody else, right? Sure, we'll talk about Tamina, and we, we fuck we fuck around and talk shit all the time. But she kind of is a benchmark in the SmackDown side. Just have her run through Tamina, and just have her keep beating everybody, right? And then how you really top it off is that at Survivor Series, right, you would have her take on Sasha Banks or Bayley for the title and have one of the girls interfere, right? And I'm talking about her, yeah, I guess before SmackDown, before, before, right? So we do that, whatever, the next October pay-per-view, have somebody run run and interfere and cost Bailey her championship or Sasha her championship, and then Sonya now becomes the champion. She doesn't really lose anything because it was kind of like dirty tactics, and she just won. But then you put Naomi in there and have her win the Royal Rumble and let them go all the way through. And you have Sonya Deville as this, this mean person who just continues to talk shit and beats the shit, carries the heat all the way through. Sounds too good to be true. Damn it, why, why can't you be I don't a, care if you just booker. asked if we, were in, if, we were, if we were doing this, how would we do it? Yeah. That's how it I would do it. Sounds too good to be true. I, I don't disagree with that. Like, I'm not – that whole – like, that sounds amazing. But like we like we all have mentioned before, it's the WWE. It sounds <laughs> too fucking good to be what true. What if they actually did this? I mean, Cliff needs a check from uh, from Vince, but, you know, you know <laughs> – but he already, you know, you know, Vince is not going to clear a check uh, to Cliff because he already gets money from Tony Khan. Yeah, he gets money from Tony. <laughs> so, um, next topic. Um, I just added this actually, so this is not on our list to talk about. But I, but be, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that the fact that this week is now the second week that NXT has beaten AEW in the ratings. Last week, um, NXT was able to finally beat NXT after getting their butt spanked for all of, you know, <laughs> months. <laughs> so, not a big topic is this. Is this the turnaround that NXT needs to further beat? Actually, no. I'm going to change it up. Is NXT in the lead? Well, NXT maintain this lead in the Wednesday Night Wars. Go ahead, Cliff. I think they do all up until May. I really do. And I think what it is and what people are seeing, what we're seeing, uh, people prefer live wrestling versus something that's taped, right? And they know that the next few episodes are taped, so they can be like, whatever, I'll just skip over it. I'm probably going to get the same matchups, 
all the time, so I'm not really worried about it. What I find interesting, though, is that people should have watched this week in AEW because we did get new matches. We did get new pushes for characters. Fucking Britt Baker wrestled another match at the tapings after getting her face busted. Like, bro, what? Like, that's a fucking level of toughness that I've, I've never seen before. And, uh, I say that because, you know, we're here with Josh. Anyway, um, it, it's just, it's amazing to see, but, you know, NXT, man, as long as it's live, people are gonna tune into it, and they're not gonna worry about what's going on with AEW. But the key thing, you know, is that we have to, we, we would be remiss if we didn't say this. AEW is still leading in the demographic, though, that, that NXT wants. Like, so it's a group of, like, older people who are still watching NXT, but the group of AEW fans are still leading that 18 to 34 demographic that NXT is trying to cut into. So, um, funny thing is, um, the past couple weeks, normally I, I, uh, I'll pick a, I'll pick a show to watch, because I have them both, um, recording, and then right after one goes off, I'll go back and watch it, because I can skip through commercials, so it's not as, you know, as long to watch a two-hour show. But I find myself this past week, I'm watching both shows back to back, you know, simultaneously. Um, I, I'll have one on the projector while having the other show on the, um, the laptop. So, and I've always, and I find myself that watching more AEW. Now, NXT has, has had the better matches as far as what we want to see. They've had the, you know, the Ciampa Gargano. They've had the, you know, the women's match, the women's ladder match. Their matches on, you know, Finn and, um, who did Finn face? Uh, from Imperium, right? Oh, Eichner. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, NXT is putting out the matches, these headlining matches that we actually want to see. Now, don't get me wrong, AEW has, has a good, has a good tournament going on for the TNT Championship, which, in a nutshell, on paper, should be getting more views, should be drawing in the viewer. Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. We had Cody versus um Sean Spears. You know, Lance Archer's in there, Dustin, Cole Cabana. They're big, you know, big names in this tournament. But I like you said, Cliff, I think it goes back to the fact that we want to see live wrestling. You know. We rather see what is happening right this very second than something that's already been, you know, recorded already. And of course, I mean, I, you can also put into the fact that spoilers do come out, and excuse me, some people have already seen what have happened already. But live wrestling is what it, you know is what's working, and maybe that goes to the test of the fact that Vince McMahon wants to make sure he's an essential business. That goes back to that, but. I do think NXT, you know, will maintain this lead for a little while. Do I think AEW will shoot back up and take over again? Yeah. Um, I don't think this will, I don't, and I've and I said this from the, from the jump, I don't think the Wednesday Night Wars will be anything like the Monday Night Wars. Number one, they're not really going, you know, going at each other's throat like, you know, Nitro and Raw was. So but please. I do think they will, you know, some weeks, NXT will be ahead, and then for a brief time, the AEW will take over and vice versa, because these shows aren't going anywhere anytime soon. They're not going 
anywhere. We are, you know, AW already signed a deal for another couple of years to be on TNT. And Vince is not pulling NXT off of USA anytime soon. So these shows will be here for a good little while. But for right now, I do think NXT has that advantage because of the fact that they are still live. And one one, they are they're they're legally able to film in Florida. Now, if AEW had the same advantage as WWE did, I think we would be saying another story. But I do think that essential status is also playing into a key factor with NXT being live with them having the more viewers. What do you, JJ? Damn. Alright, so how do I follow up on this? Um, I kind of like dropped the mic. Um, yeah, I'm just going to agree with you guys what you guys said. I think live, the live, like Chad says, the live has a more appeal to it. Because sometimes with pre-tape, you can, like, see, oh, well, they messed that up. They probably just redid that spot. Oh, they did this. Oh, oh, I saw that. They weren't there. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I personally been enjoying NXT. So, I'm just going to keep it like that. But I think when AEW does return to live, I think AEW is going to pass them in the ratings because they have the, the demographic. So, yeah, that's how I'm just going to put it. Like, I'm going to put it like that. It's just going to be a, a flip-flop, flip-flop. But yeah, the essential business, it does kind of play a factor because they are legally able to take live shows now in Florida. So yeah. Alrighty, so we'll move on. So, debate topic number three is, uh, well, we can't, you know, we can't not talk about uh, mentioning the fact that this past Wednesday, there was a slew, a slew of releases from the WWE. Um, like I said earlier, um, with the pandemic of COVID-19 affecting every business across the world, um, WWE was not, you know, um, What's the word? Uh, stop from, you know. They were heavily affected? No, they were, you're right. They were affected just as well as anybody else. Um, and they were, they had to make cuts. There was a call. Vince said that they would be making budget cuts, you know, to cover their expenses. And so there was a lot of releases. So Cliff, I know you have that full list of everyone who was released. So I want you to, Give me that list of everyone who was released this past week. Yeah, so let's uh let's just jump off. Let's just start off, right? We have a uh, Drake Maverick, Kurt Hawkins, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Heath Slater, Eric Young, EC3, Leo Rush, Kurt Angle, Aiden English, Sarah Logan, Mike Chioda, which I think that one was like the biggest shock to a lot of people. Uh, Rowan. Primo, Epico, Mike Kanellis, Maria Kanellis, No Way Jose, Zack Ryder, uh, Rusev, uh, Alexander uh, Jasic, uh, Diano Peraza, um, and then these ones actually were announced. Uh, actually, I'll finish these ones up first. Um, Dan Matha, Alyssa Miles, John uh, Cuesto, MJ Jenkins, 
Andrea Listenberger, who was the writer actually for the Otis and Mandy story that we had talked about. Um, this morning, and this is being recorded on a Saturday, we found out that uh, Tainara Conti was released, uh, Tino Sabantelli, uh, Cesar Benoit, and uh, Mars Wang were also released. And then guys who were furloughed were Fit Finley, Mike Rotunda, IRS, uh, Shane Helms, The Hurricane, Lance Storm, Billy Kidman, Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong, Kendo Kachin, who's one of the coaches, Serena Deeb, who was um, – she's a coach for NXT as well, but you guys might remember her as uh, Straight Edge Society. She was a girl that got her head shaved. Uh, Chris Guy, uh, Josiah Williams, who was the guy who rapped um, over Undisputed Era's uh, theme song for uh, Adam Cole. Jerry Soto, Spanish announcer, and uh, Pat Buck. So a lot of names that were dropped. And, um, wow, just the list of names and the list of, I guess, in a sense, household names, in a sense, that were released um, this past week. Um, so what's be- it's being called Black Wednesday um, <laughs> with all the releases. So the debate topic... Um, on this one is, will we be seeing more <clears throat> releases like this in the next coming of weeks? Uh, Josh, you can start this one off. Alright. And then Cliff, you can follow. Um, honestly, I think there might be more release depending on how they want to look for their stockholders for their quarterly or, for their quarterly earnings. Um, basically, the re, most of the most of the reason why they've been cutting people is not because not because they they can't pay everyone because cause apparently WWE has reserves like has a like almost half a billion dollars in reserves but it's just that they want to look good to their stockholders that for their quarterly earnings so that it looks good so if I feel like for like what WWE is going to do is if they feel like oh our quarterly earnings isn't going to do so well. It's not going to look too good for our stockholders. We're just going to keep cutting people to save up money. So it looks like we've done good for our quarterly earners and look good for our stock investors. So as so that's how that's how they're probably going to do it. And until then, that's probably what's going to happen. They're going to keep cutting people only if, you know, the stock investors and the stockholders, it doesn't look good to stockholders. If it looks good, then they won't cut anybody. But if it won't, they won't. Boom. Mic drop. Well, someone's been reading Business Inquiry Weekly. Right. It's <laughs> like the <laughs> most was, intelligent I mean, thing you said. <laughs> that is the most intelligent thing you've said on the show. Wow, I'm impressed. And you made me want to change my whole point. I had to write my – oh, wow. Okay. So I ahead. think <laughs> so I think I think you know to JJ's point right with half a billion uh, half a million dollars in the in the reserves it it's going to it's going to look good to WWE's investors when they see that there's uh you know like they they saved cuts they've saved over I think I think originally we heard reports of like 4 million dollars a month but really just on the contracted side we know it's like 750,000 a month. So I think where it's really going to damage though is when investors start asking about why was 23% of the XFL money come from the WWE. Like, I think that's the, ding, ding, I think that's ding, the ding. biggest thing that has to be has to be talked about, right? And then not even just that, 
But then you have to worry about the black eye of what it looks like for WWE to release 40% of their workforce, like, right before the investors call, right? So they're going to talk about, like, oh, yeah, well, we cut our social media team, we've cut, um, we made cuts to the video editing, the producers, the talent, like, we've saved all this money and we're just, they just wanted to look good to what it was pre-pandemic. You know, I think that's the word that Ollie Davis used on uh, Russell Talk. It's just, it's, the more important part is that the next, it shouldn't even worry about this quarter. This quarter's already done its damage. Like, we've already seen it happen. I think they should really be worried about what's going on in the future, and we're talking about the next six months. In a black eye like this, where the XFL situation happened, we found out the investors' money was being used to fund it, and then we found out that they just cut a whole bunch of people right before, and, and kind of suspected reasons behind it. You really have to consider that WWE's like, investors aren't going to be too thrilled knowing that their boss was willing to just axe half of the crew one week before, and they still debuted three other talents on NXT, and we didn't even talk about those three talents that debuted. So I don't know, man. I just I think it's I think it was a shiesty move. I think it's a shiesty call, and I think Vince is going to have to atone to a lot of this shit uh, come next week. So, um. Um, I talked to a friend of mine a couple of days ago um, regarding Mr. Uh, Mr. McMahon's uh, shiesty business uh, matters, and I can um the only thing that I can really attest to what's going on is the fact that Vince McMahon is trying to save his ass. Vince is trying to save his ass any shape, way, or form that he can. Vince, like we said, like I, you know, the XFL. was WWE money. WWE money that has now gone in the drain because they filed for bankruptcy. Now, mind you, pre-pandemic, this was all this was fine because the XFL was going great. Everyone was watching the XFL. It was doing good numbers. Oh, was great. But coronavirus stepped in and shifted everything. And with that being said, Vince is trying to save his ass for his investors. He really is because it looks bad. It looks bad that, one, he filed for bankruptcy on his second time trying to bring back the XFL. We have to remember, the XFL is new. He tried this before, and it failed. And so now he tried it again, and he failed again, and now he lied and said that he wasn't using corporate money, and he has? Oh, buddy, if I was an investor, I am ready to back out. Just off of that alone. So now he has to cut back talent. He needs to save money. He needs to go, what he needs to do is go call Conrad Thompson and go save with Conrad and see if he can go, you know, save some money off his house mortgage or something because it looks bad. So I do believe we might see more cuts. As far as main roster, I don't think so much, but I do think we'll see some NXT talent go bye-bye. I do believe that because being in, uh, funny, Chris Isla had said this. 
being a business owner means you have to make some shitty decisions for the best of, you know, for the greater good of your company. Eh, that's true. It is. But we have to remember, and I said this when we were featured on uh, the No Spots podcast, people are losing their jobs. And that's, that's one of the biggest things is that people have lost their jobs. All the names you have mentioned, I bet you 99.9% all they ever wanted to do in life was to be a part of the wrestling business. Mike Chioda, Mike one of the longest standing you know, employees by WWE, has lost his job. Mike Chioda. You all have probably heard the name Mike Chioda, seen his face. He's, pro- he's repped so many matches. He's out of a job. And 30, a lot of. 31 uh, years, right? I yep. think, yeah. 30 oh, 30, years, 30, yeah. 30 something years. Gone. And I do believe there are more things going to follow, especially with Vince being in his whole, we got to put young faces out there. People want to see young people. Da, da, da. 30 years in the business, that ain't young. That's not young. And that's just, and I think that's just an excuse for Vince to lay off some of these, you know, these long-time employees. But I do believe that, yeah, we're going to see more releases and it'll probably be even more surprising names than the ones that we've gotten so far. Oh, yeah. That's you know it's just it's it's sad but it it's it's a real thing. So we're gonna move on to a lighter topic because we this as we've gone further and further down our list it has gotten such a drag and oh I'm gonna name this the the, the depressing episode of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> the dark side of wrestling. The dark side of wrestling. Wow. There it is. That's that, edgy what what if we call it, like, the dark side of the ring? I don't feel like there's ever been a show like that or anything that's ever been called that before. We should be dark all right. Dark side of the ring? No. Dark side of the ring? So. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. That's not a popular, you know, documentary series on wrestling, but, hey, we, yeah. should, do, we, should, we should totally do that. Make our yeah. own documentary series and call it Dark Side of the Ring because it's, like, all the stuff that they don't show us. I think we can make some. Yeah. Be, yeah. yeah. So. We'll talk about it. We'll talk, we'll talk about it off air. We'll maybe get a b- blueprint. I think our first episode should be about uh, Benoit. But the name that no one can speak of? Exactly. Who's that? Exactly. Roman Reigns. My, mem- my head, it hurts. <laughs> I like what you're doing. <laughs> <Hey>, you- <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm getting you somehow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, man, that was a good one. If you get that reference, you nerds. That was a good one. Do you get it, nerds? Respect to you. All right. My respect. We're going to move on to the best segment on the three count, and that is the Red Dog Power Rankings.
let's get started. First, I want to, uh, you know, we always want to put all of our, uh, our thanks to uh, Hollow Drive for their cover of Danger Zone, because it is amazing, and we totally love it. So let's start us off. Um, this week, I did have some trouble. I was trying to figure this out, how I really wanted to put this together, but we're going to start off with number 10 being a tie. Um, we have Dana Brooke, because I did, I thought that match with Naomi was really great, and our eight-time WWE Tag Team Champions, well, just Big E, because, you know, it wasn't a New Day thing, so. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to move up to number nine. We have the man who hit a good match with this individual, but I didn't think it was a great match, so I didn't put up higher on the card, but John Moxley is on our list. Uh, then we're going to move up. Lance Archer moves in at number eight. I thought the match with Colt Cabana was really good. Um, and then we got Daniel Bryan. Um, the Cesaro match was was amazing, which that's three matches from SmackDown. I feel like that's the most matches I've ever had from SmackDown on here at one time. Man, SmackDown's so. becoming a better show through and through. And it, it, it honestly, it makes my heart jump a few couple of beats because for weeks I was talking about how SmackDown was the worst show in wrestling of the week. And it's slowly getting its, you know, its life back. So I can appreciate it. <laughs> yep. So next on our list, number six, unfortunately, this team made their return to Raw against one of my new favorite tag teams. So the Viking Raiders, you are number six. Number five. We had to talk about this match because this was on NXT and this was a fire ass match. Uh, Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher. Yes, uh, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. That was amazing. So number four, we are also visiting NXT. Finn Balor and uh, that match was amazing. What Fabian Eichner. So we're gonna go to number three. Um, I think a lot of people were kind of upset because I didn't include her, but as I said, you have to win your match, and it can't have any funky endings, but that's why Britt Baker sits at number three, because she wrestled with a broken nose, and she still made it look fly, so I definitely Woo-hoo! was, I was all about that. Number two, Asuka, because it's Asuka, <laughs> and then number one, uh, the man who seems to do no wrong, the man who ends everybody's lights out. Uh, with his one and only patent black mass, Alistair Black is our top guy. Oh, man. What about Riho? Shut the fuck! Stop talking about her! <laughs> long this as is... I live, if she ever is featured on these power rankings, I will cut this segment in half. And it'll, still, it'll be only five top five and then just to the top ten. Don't 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 do this. Cliff has been doing good. Don't 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 throw your co host under the bus. You realize this is the second time I've put Alistair Black as my top person. This is yes. kinda cool. I like this. I'm alright with that. Okay, because Alistair Black deserves it and hopefully they do something with him. Um so um I see nothing wrong with your power ranking, so I won't comment and question on you on this one this week. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you tune in this Wednesday. Big Trouble Ben Bishop will be on the three count. And also, if you have not already listened to it, make sure you listen to the 
greatest wrestler of all time, super pod, crossover, experience extravaganza, because one, it's superb and it's awesome. So just do it. Just listen to it, please. Like you clearly you listened to this episode all the way through and you didn't listen to me before when I said pause and go back and listen to it. So now that you're done this episode, you want to listen to us talk some more. Go listen to the super pod. Trust me, you will not regret it. And with that being said, I'm Chaz Evans here with JJ here with the Red Dog signing off. Here on this episode of The Three Count, we will catch you all next week. And don't forget, stop making stupid TikTok videos if you're not ready for the repercussions.